The news cycle doesn't slow down just because it's summer. Tim Dower's got you covered on Summer Breakfast with Love Our Forests. Great for the environment, great for the economy. News Talk ZB. I Seven after eight and summer breakfast here at Newstalk ZB until nine. We'll open up our lines, do some talkback just after 8.30. And uh, you're pretty fired up about the idea of the minimum wage going up to 22.75. We're a little way from that decision being announced, but you might have got the sense. I had the sense from uh, talking to Michael Wood just after 7.30. Uh, that he's not in a mind, in a frame of mind where he intends to put up a lot of resistance to that idea. The CTU presents the petition a little later today to push it to the current living wage, 22.75, which, of course, will push the living wage up, uh, I don't know, around 25, and will inevitably, will it not, lead to a lot of others saying, OK, well, look, I'm only on 23 now. I want 26 and so on and so on it goes. So we shall wait until we get an announcement early in 2022 on that one. Tim Beveridge will be in just before half past. He's doing summer mornings this morning and he'll be on from nine through until midday. So we'll see what he's got to uh, tease you with before half past this morning. Now, let us get to Grant Robertson. An historic election win. Great. All came crashing down in August, though. Delta, a hundred odd days of lockdown for Auckland. Traffic light system in place. Now, borders, well, we don't know until two o'clock this afternoon what the situation with those borders is going to be. Now, we've got Omicron. What does 2022 have in store? The Deputy Prime Minister, Grant Robertson, is with us this morning. Good morning. Morning, Tim. You've responded to the discussions we had yesterday with Sir Ian Taylor and you've written an open letter. It's been published in The Herald today. I'll just play a little bit of what Sir Ian said on our programme yesterday morning. Here he is. All right. No, we don't have that. OK, I apologise. Let's let's move on. Uh, there's a there's a feeling that your well, your feelings were hurt by what Sir Ian was saying yesterday. Yeah, look, I've known um, Ian for a long time and I've got a lot of respect for him and, and the amazing work he's done um, um, with his you know, um, sporting animation work and the work that he's done to build a pretty incredible company down there in Dunedin. What I was concerned about was the real misrepresentation of what the Prime Minister said in her final speech in Parliament. Uh, she gave a shout-out at the end of her speech to all New Zealanders for the sacrifices they'd made and wished them all a good break. Um, Ian somehow rather managed to interpret that as that the government was having a break. We're not. Um, we'll be continuing to work through the summer. And, you know, the officials who've worked on the COVID response have worked seven days a week for two years. And, you know, I think um, not only do they deserve a little bit of a break over summer, but also an understanding that they'll be working in a roster and they'll be keeping on going. So it was just a matter of responding to that for me. And um, he's got a lot of other issues that he's promoting. Um, I understand those. We continue to work on those. But that was a total misrepresentation of the situation and it needed a response. 
Okay, I understand what you said there, and I see that you include in your letter the the quote from Parliament of what the uh, Prime Minister actually said uh, to everyone, as in all New Zealanders, I wish you a wonderful break, dot, 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 on she went. Point, surely, uh, that really struck home with me is that people like uh, Sir Ian, innovators, people with good ideas and a lot of business experience, can't get any attention can't get an hour with a senior person in government to express those ideas. Why is that? Yeah, you know, again, I'm not sure I totally accept that. I mean, one of the things we did pretty early on. Oh, did, in he, the response did he lie was, to us? Well, no. What I was going to say is one of the things we did pretty early on in the response was bring Rob Fife, the former head of Air New Zealand, into the team within the the PM's department to work specifically as a liaison with business. And um, there um, been with an... respect, surely you remember, Grant, what he said about that relationship. What? Rob Nobody's said, listening. Well, well, no, that's not right at all. And Rob has gone on to continue, continues to work with us to today. So if the relationship was that bad, I'm sure he wouldn't be spending his time there. And we've listened carefully to him. I've had numerous conversations with business people around the country. I know that Ian has had conversations with a number of ministers. He's frustrated, um, Tim, and I absolutely get that. And as I said in the article this morning, some of the things he's frustrated about, he probably has good reason to be frustrated about. Others, perhaps not so much. I'm you know, committing to continue to work with everybody who's got good ideas, but we do have to manage this pandemic in a way that's careful and methodical and uses taxpayers' money wisely, and all of those things require us to go through processes that I think Ian and others, other entrepreneurs find a bit frustrating because it's not what they have to do in their normal daily work. But we're still definitely listening and happy to talk. Have you achieved that careful and methodical, certainly in the last, what, four or five months or so, or have you actually uh, just delivered a series of knee-jerk reactions? Oh, no, I, I, you know, we get criticised heavily for not moving quick enough and that by people on your station when I'm on it um, during the regular sessions. Um, you know, we there's always a balance to be struck here and we have continued to move forward and we, you know, we sit here today with much of the country operating under the orange light system, which is very, very much like normal life, but with vaccine passes and with those of you left in the red coming through on the 30th of December. So, you know, I think we've made good progress and, and the metrics, as I said in the article today, the, the key metrics for me are the fact that we've kept New Zealanders healthy and alive, one of the lowest death rates in the world, and the New Zealand economy is one that has been resilient and continues to have great signs for, for the recovery coming up out of until, this particular outbreak. until the last quarter. Yeah, and as I said, that, and again, I feel like I'm reading the article out. As that was as a I said in the article, yep, that quarter, because that's understandable, that's the quarter where we had the strongest restrictions. But, you know, overall, the forecasts that we put out last week are very strong. Internationally, we're well regarded. Standard and Paul's gave us an upgrade during COVID in terms of our credit rating, which they hadn't really given to any other countries at that point. And their note that they put out last week after the half year, the accounts was very positive too. So I know it's not perfect. There's always going to be mistakes. There's always going to be areas where we have to shift and make changes because of the circumstances. But overall, I can still be satisfied with the response New Zealand's made. 
All right, will you stay with us for a couple of minutes? I'd like to come back and address... Nobody's expecting perfection. This is an unprecedented situation. But I think what people are looking for is a clear course and some kind of consistency. Let's see if we can get into where we're headed in 2022 in a couple of minutes. Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robertson with us. Summer breakfast at News Talk ZB, quarter past. 17 past eight, Grant Robertson, the Deputy Prime Minister, is with us. We will get some more detail later today on what response uh, there will be to the Omicron uh, variant of uh, COVID, which is not yet in our communities. Are you concerned at the numbers in managed isolation? Oh, definitely concerned about Omicron generally and the fact that obviously it's found its way to our shores, albeit caught at MIQ. I think you'll see around the world, Tim, the impact that Omicron's having. The transmissibility is just extraordinary. Um, The jury's still a little bit out on the severity, but in the end, with the level of transmission, um, that that in the end almost trumps the severity because if you've got such big numbers of people getting it, the numbers of others who will end up in hospital will inevitably rise as well. So we're keeping a close eye on it. It's not a cause for panic from our, you know, systems are set up to deal with highly transmissible variants, but certainly something we're keeping a very close eye on. Can you tell me what's going to happen to people who are in Australia who booked flights thinking they're coming home Uh, in the middle of January. Are they coming home? Obviously, I'm going to leave that to Minister Hipkins this afternoon to make make the announcement. Well, the decision's been made, hasn't it? Well, Cabinet had a discussion yesterday. Minister Hipkins, as often as the case after Cabinet has its discussions, there's a few loose ends to tie up. Uh, you know, there are a number of matters that Cabinet was discussing yesterday, including MedSafe's approval of the five to a vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds and, and questions around the length of time between the booster shots and so on. So there's quite a lot of material to cover off. But we yeah. want to make sure we're giving people as much certainty as possible in what is a highly, highly uncertain environment when it comes to Omicron. But people are anxious to, particularly people who are stuck in Australia, they're anxious to get back. They booked flights from the 17th. Are they going to find themselves in MIQ? Look, we're as concerned as everybody else is about about getting certainty, and Minister Hipkins will have more to say about that this afternoon, so I'm just not going to pre But you're not. That. And uh, we, we don't want people restricted from returning to New Zealand any longer than we absolutely have to. We also have to be aware that circumstances with COVID-19 keep moving and the public ask us to be you know, agile and nimble in the face of COVID and, and therefore we continually have to update our decision-making processes. But I appreciate the point that you're making and we'll certainly be able to give clarity to people this afternoon. Why, why not now? You know... <laughs> because um, the Minister has, as I said before, when Cabinet makes its decisions, there's often a number of details to finalise other people who are critical to implementing decisions to talk to. And so um, Minister Hipkins will make those announcements this afternoon. What about booster shots? Was that on the table yesterday as well? Yes, it was. As I just said, boosters uh, were one of the things we were discussing. You'll, you'll see around the world that... that People have been looking to see whether that window between your your, your second and your third shot can be narrowed, um, and we've been listening to the advice of experts on that, uh, and we'll have more to say about that this afternoon as well. All right. Well, what good is a vaccine if we need to keep having a booster every three, four, five, six months? Would we not be better off to allow this un, in a controlled way to take its course? 
Yeah, I think it's the last of those points, Tim, that, that makes it difficult. The concept of a controlled um, release, as it were, of, of, of a virus. It doesn't work that way. Viruses don't play ball in that regard. They spread and they spread in very challenging ways. And you only have to look at the huge death toll internationally, um, where, where some countries perhaps have taken that kind of approach. New Zealand hasn't done that. And I, I back our approach that's given us one of the lowest mortality rates in the world. Um, we're also under Understanding though that, that Omicron will eventually get into New Zealand, it's been the same with the other variations, but we should and are doing all we can to make sure that we give New Zealanders the protections that they can before that happens. And, you know, booster shots are part of that. Um, it's the nature of vaccines. Um, we don't have one flu shot and then walk away from it. That happens every year. And, and this is a new virus that we're understanding more about every single day. So yeah, but you have one few, measles shot, shot is going to be one hepatitis shot, one smallpox shot and, and so on. Sure, and over time, Tim, you never know that might occur. We're talking about a virus that only emerged within the last two years, and the level of work on vaccinations has just been extraordinary around the globe. You know, I know talking to the the scientists in 2020, early 2020, they they just didn't believe we'd have a vaccination ready to go within two years. And look, here we all are now with New Zealand eligible right. population, I have, 90% double vaxxed. I have 30 seconds. Uh, what advice have you taken on the impact this is having on our mental health? Well, look, we look at all of the impacts, health, mental health, physical health, economic, every time we take a decision. And, and we absolutely understand the huge stresses that have been on people. And we've been, you know, Some haven't made it, services. Sorry? Some haven't made it. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, I'm sure that's absolutely true. It is I true. Mean, we're not going to get we're not going to get into a debate Tim, about the suicide statistics. They've been released regularly over this period of time, and any death by suicide is an absolute tragedy. Uh, and and we work very very hard to avoid those. Equally, we work very very hard to avoid the scenes we've seen internationally with thousands of deaths um, right. from COVID nineteen. It's a very I've- very tough balance. I've got to leave it. Uh, thank you for being available, Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robertson. Let's hope we have better news to talk about in 2022.